0: The first reading today is from Genesis chapter 18, verses one to 14. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, if I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat, so you can be refreshed and then go on your way, now that, your servant has, now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered. Do as you say. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seers of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant, who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared, and set these before them. While they ate, he stood near them under a tree. "'Where is your wife Sarah?' they asked him. "'There, in the tent,' he said. Then one of them said, "'I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son.' Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. The second reading is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1 to 6. Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without them knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison, as if you were together with them in prison, and those who are ill-treated, as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honoured by all, and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Well, I'm sure you've been asked this question before. It's sort of a common icebreaker question, but let me give it to you once more. Uh, if you could pick someone to, come to share a meal with, who would it be? Someone living, someone dead, someone through history, someone fictional if you want, uh, who would it be? Uh, if you send the invite, they have to come. Who would you choose? And I don't know who you're thinking. I don't know how realistic it is, whether you think, actually, I see them every week, and it's very lovely, or uh, whether it's someone slightly more ambitious. Uh, I don't know who you're thinking, but uh, what about this? What about an angel? How would an angel sort of fare on your ranking of uh, people to eat with? And I ask because uh, we just had a reading from Hebrews 13, and and one sentence from that reading that I want to just uh, pick up on, we're told there, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Show hospitality to strangers because some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it when they've done that. Invited a stranger around for lunch and, ah, it's an angel. Uh, Hadn't expected that, we're told here. Slightly tantalizing, enigmatic uh, promise, offer that's made to us. What about an angel? Uh, You may have seen on the uh, screens, um, uh, entertaining angels. That's what we've called this series. For the next few weeks, we're going to be thinking about hospitality together. And you know, this verse here, showing hospitality to angels, entertained angels, that's where we've got this title from. And having been in, in Matthew for a while over uh, the last few weeks, looking at different bits of Matthew's gospel, we're sort of going to bounce around the Bible over the next uh, few weeks and, and land in some stories where we see hospitality expressed, sharing food and time and homes with one another. And as we land in those different stories, we'll sort of, you know, see what, what do they teach us? What's going on in those stories? What's God doing in those stories? And, and where does hospitality fit into to those stories and to God's story, to our story as a church? So that's the plan. That's the aim for the next few weeks. And we're going to start in Genesis with that story of Abraham and uh, the three who wandered past the tent. Uh, because here, where it says... Some have shown hospitality to to strangers, and sort of, without knowing it, have shown hospitality to angels. It's talking, above all, about Abraham. That's exactly what happened to him. And so his is the story we're going to start with. And we're going to see first Abraham's example. What is Abraham's example to us? What does he teach us, model for us? And his example is that of showing hospitality to strangers. Abraham's example is showing hospitality to strangers, Uh, Let me uh, pick up uh, chapter 18, verse uh, 1 in Genesis. We hear, The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I found favor in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you've come to your servant? Very well, they answered. Do as you say. These are strangers. Three people walking by. He's having a little siesta in uh, the shade of his tent uh, in a hot afternoon and sees these strangers walking by. It wasn't arranged, wasn't prepared. He didn't know them. These are strangers that he's inviting in for water and shade and food. They are strangers. I was talking during the week with someone from uh, TCC, uh, Simon Pitt mentioned that uh, church. It's a, if you don't know, it's a, a little church plant that was uh, planted from here, sent from here 10 or so years ago and uh, meets just across the road. at uh, Trinity Community Church is what those letters stand for. And I was talking with someone from there and uh, they told me this week that they have a, a rule as a church, which is that no one who comes for the first time goes home alone. So no one who walks through the doors of their church, for whatever reason, uh, and sort of is there for the first time goes home without being invited around. Come come to our home. Come and have lunch with us. That's their sort of rule as a church. That's their practice. No one who comes for the first time goes home alone. Now we're, uh, we're a larger church than they are. That, that is harder at Platt to kind of spot someone who's here for the first time. Although my wife did point out to me during the week that uh, if we made it more of a habit of just finding someone we don't particularly know and saying, do you want to come? Then eventually we'll hit someone who's new. Uh, well, you know, if we do that over weeks, and in the meantime we'll get to know each other a bit better as we go. Hospitality to strangers—that's uh, Abraham's example, and uh, particularly it was, it was unplanned. It was unplanned. So um, in the next little bit of the story, just you get a sense of the sort of the, the fluster that's going on in Abraham's household. Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said. Get three seers of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk, and the calf had been prepared and set these before them while the eighty stood near them under a tree. Sort of, it's like panic. Uh, it's not like Abraham's been sort of you know, setting out the, the, the places and preparing the menus and you know, chilling the uh, wine and whatever. It's just sort of, uh, uh, what can we do? What have we got? Let's go. Um... Now, he does have a, a choice tender calf, kind of knocking around. He's a, he's a wealthy man. He's got resources, but it's, it wasn't prepared. They find him as... They take him as they find him. That's the phrase, isn't it? Uh, take us as you find us. That's what they experienced from Abraham. It wasn't planned. It wasn't prepared. It's just, this is what we have. We'll share it. And I think one of the things that holds us back from inviting others into our homes, into our meals, into our days, is a a sense that when we do, it needs to be a show. It needs to be a a big event, a performance. And we find that hard. Not many of us have the energy to put on dinner parties very often. And if that's what we think we're aiming for, then it'll be a a pretty rare thing. But actually, Abraham's example for us, his model for us, is is a take us as you find us model. What well, might that mean for us uh, to do things like that? I don't know. It might mean that on a Sunday we just we eat a bit simpler than we eat. Simpler, more simply uh, than we would otherwise. Just so if people are coming back, think it's okay, this food will stretch easily enough. There's not a, not a big stress there. Maybe it's in our house. We love having a, a slow cooker. A cheap one from Tesco uh, years ago has done us well, and um, it means you can sort of throw some food in in the morning, and it sort of uh, does its thing, and sort of whenever you get back and whoever's there, sort of food is ready, and, you know, it'll stretch, and the bonus is, if we get invited somewhere else, great, that'll just bubble away, and that's tomorrow's dinner uh, already sorted, so we we love a slow cooker. Uh, Maybe it is just uh, Sunday lunch is something you pick up on the way home, and, you know, if there's two people, we get for two, and if there's five people, we get for five, and Maybe you have an emergency strudel. I have a good friend in a previous church who always had an emergency strudel in the freezer. So if people came round, they weren't expecting, that's okay. Half an hour dessert is done. What might it look like for this sort of unprepared, unplanned, we're not putting on a show, it's take us as you find us and come and share, come and eat. A question I've been pondering uh, this week is would I rather eat fancy food at home by myself or something simple with someone else in their home? I'll offer that to you to ponder, would you rather eat? Something fancy at home by yourself or something simple in someone else's home? And my guess is that for most of us, at least sometimes, the answer is, yeah, with someone else. And part of the trick of all this is then believing that's true for other people as well. That there are people here who would love to come and have a baked potato and cheese with you. Doesn't need to be a dinner party. Now, I'm well aware that, at the moment, things are tricky. They're tricky because we're still trying to navigate what stage we're at, and uh, for some of us, we'll change our behavior tomorrow, and some of us won't, and we're sort of navigating all of that and different expectations, and we're frankly just out of practice. I've got some friends who moved during lockdown, and uh, they've only just realized, as they've invited people around, they only have two chairs uh, in their new house, and they sort of had to, you know, where do you find some chairs? Uh, We're out of practice. And so maybe it is small steps that we need to make back towards some of this uh, experience? What be some small steps? And these would be things that any of us could do if we don't have a, uh, the ability to have people to our home, if we don't have the ability to provide food, these are things we could do. Pathfinders, platforms, these are, these are things that we could do. Maybe it is just thinking, when I walk into church on a Sunday, could I sit somewhere different than I normally do? For, for myself, for us, we've got into a bad habit of this over lockdown. We're always in the same place. You think, sit somewhere else, who might you smile to? on your way in. As we go outside, can I go and say hi to someone that I don't know? Someone who's a different age than I am, someone who's got a different skin color than I am, can I go and say hi? Can I ask them, how's your week been? Can I ask them, what makes you smile? Most people don't mind being asked that if you're nervous and think, well, how do I start? What makes you smile? Maybe it is to say, do you know what, do you, do you want to come for a walk with us? What will we, this afternoon, we're going to be After lunch, because that's a bit tricky at the moment, but after lunch, we're going to be watching a film. We're going to be chatting over some wine. We're going to be playing a game. Do you want to come? Come and do with us what we'd be doing anyway. Come, take us as you find us. Uh, I'll warn you, if you ever come to our house, chances are you'll be at some point on the floor playing with the trains or we'll go out to the swings because that's what we do, and come and do it with us. Abraham's example, it's hospitality to strangers. It's unprepared, it's unprepared, It's take us as you find us. That's his example to us, showing hospitality to strangers. And then the the motivation, the reason, the the blessing that we're given. Remember back in Hebrews thirteen, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels, without knowing it. That's Abraham's blessing. He thought he was showing hospitality to strangers, and he was. But he was showing hospitality to angels. That was his blessing in this. As you sort of read uh, before and after, it becomes clearer. These three men: one of them is the Lord appearing to Abraham; two of them are angels, and sort of named as such as uh, the story goes on. So the, the Lord and two angels. Abraham didn't know it, but that's who's come to his tent. And uh, that in itself is, sort of, you know, worth making a note about. Dear diary, you know, today uh, you know something happened. Uh, but even more so because they come with a promise. So after they've eaten, uh, they ask him, where's your wife, Sarah? There in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And if you know uh, about Abraham, uh, which some of us uh, will, you'll know that's that's a significant promise. 25 years earlier, the Lord had made a promise to this childless, elderly couple, Abraham and Sarah, you'll have a son. And not just any son, but a son whose descendants will bless the nations. And 25 years have ticked by. And then three men come to the tent. And they share a meal and they say, this time next year, you'll be holding him in your arms. This promise that Abraham's been waiting for for 25 years, and here it is. The Lord had made the promise, and if, for whatever reason, Abraham had just sort of brushed them aside or pretended he was having a nap or whatever, you know, kind of got rid of them and it hadn't happened today, of course it would have happened. The Lord would have found a way to remake and to keep his promise. But who knows how many more years Abraham would have waited for it. These angels, the Lord, came to him with this promise, with this blessing. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. Because by do- so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. I told you I was chatting with uh, a guy from TCC. He told me the story of uh, Bob. Bob, who came along to their church one Sunday. He wasn't a believer. Uh, uh, a Persian guy. And uh, in he came, Iranian. And uh, in he came and uh, was sat there. And you know, they have this rule. No one who comes for the first time goes home by themselves. So uh, this uh, guy I was chatting to goes and says hi to Bob and uh, he speaks a little bit of Farsi and Bob speaks a little bit of English, so They're sort of you know, back and forth, stumbling through this conversation, and, uh, do you want to come for lunch? I don't know, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, come, 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 come for lunch. And so Bob agrees. And in the car on the way home, there's this sort of whispered conversation in the front, we don't have any food. Uh, we, we've been away and we, we don't have any food. It's fine, we'll, we'll pop into Tesco, we'll pick up some pizza, we'll stick it in the oven, all is well. And uh, they get home, and they're sort of chatting to to Bob while the food's in the oven, and sort of, you know, some bad English and some bad farces, sort of muddling through. And, um, uh, Bob, do you you work? Yeah, yeah. I work in a pizza parlour. Oh, oh good. Oh, good. It's with pizza all week, and we've got this sort of frozen pizza in the oven. It's it's fine. And it it was fine. It was more than fine. Uh, Bob had been in the UK five years, and this was the first time he'd been inside a British person's home. He wasn't bothered that it was pizza. And actually, he wasn't bothered at his pizza because what he was more interested in was, as well as the pizza, they gave him a, a copy of John's Gospel in Farsi. There's a few Iranian folk around at TCCs; so they, they had one lying around and gave it to him. And sat at the dinner table, he started reading. Having never really encountered the Bible before, Jesus before, just started reading and kept reading and just sat at the dinner table, engrossed in the story and, and Jesus. Jesus. And a few months later, Bob became a believer. He became a, a good friend of this family, a key part of the church. And he's now in a different city serving the Lord there. And as I was talking with this guy and the, the story of Bob and this sort of, you know, uh, invite someone around and sort of have a conversation and sort of serve them some pizza that's worse than they eat all week at work, and uh, his, his voice was alive. This hadn't been a burden. This hadn't been a job. This had been a blessing from the Lord to be a part of this. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers because by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That's Abraham's example hospitality to strangers, the, the blessing, the promise, the offer. They might be an angel, they might be the Lord's blessing to you. Who knows? Now, as we finish, just one way we might mishear this, and across the next few weeks, we'll be talking about hospitality, and uh, one way we could mishear this, because we often, as Christians, this is a mistake we often make, is to think, okay, so what I'm hearing is, uh, I need to do more hospitality, and then the Lord will love me more. And we wouldn't say that often, but that's how we feel. And so the, the result of the next few weeks is, I don't do enough of this, and I feel just guilty about that, and beaten up, and... Uh, We sort of imagine the Lord's there with a clipboard in heaven and sort of there's a hospitality quota and who's making it, who's not, who's going to get the reward, who's not. And that isn't what happens in this story of Genesis. It's not God with a clipboard waiting to see what will Abraham do, will he pass the test? Because at the very beginning of the story, the very first sentence is this, the Lord appeared to Abraham. The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees while he was sitting at the entrance of his, to his tent in the heat of the day. The Lord came. Not sort of sent some secret uh, you know, uh, secret uh, shoppers, mystery shoppers, whatever the equivalent of that would be. Uh, it's not sort of sent some people, see what he does, does he pass the test? No, no. The Lord came. He's sort of virtually ringing Abraham's doorbell. I'm here with a promise, with a blessing. Will, will you have me in? When children get a, a birthday present, they don't think, oh, I've got to take the paper off to get what's inside. And the parents don't sit there with a clipboard saying, uh, you know, skill of uh, taking paper off, and that's how we'll judge whether they deserve the present or not. And they do, taking the paper off is just how we receive the present. Letting these people into his home was how Abraham received the Lord and the promise and the blessing. It's not a job to be done, it's a gift to be received. And so who knows who in this room might be the Lord's gift and blessing to you? Who knows what word or comfort or promise or story they might share or you might begin together that you'll look back and say, I could have missed that if I'd not gone and said hi. We've got a picnic after the service. Who knows who in this room the Lord will come to you in and through and bless you through receiving them, sitting down next to someone you don't know and saying, hi. Who knows? The Lord didn't stand off with a clipboard. The Lord appeared to Abraham full of blessing, full of promise. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers because by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Who knows? Who might be that blessing for us? Our next uh, song we're going to hear is a song that tells us we're not alone. Uh, We don't walk alone. The Lord is with us and serving us and blessing us and strengthening us, even for this ministry of hospitality. We're going to uh, listen as uh, the band plays and sings.